You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature current pop music hits from the second half of February. And you can follow along and listen to the music we are discussing by going to our Instagram and TikTok accounts at Half Hour Podcast and click the link in our bio to save and listen to the playlist. Our episode today is going to start with the album highlight of Miss Avril Lavigne and her new album Love Sucks. This is Avril's seventh studio album. It was released on February 25th by DTA and Elektra Records. It's her first studio album in three years following Head Above Water, which came out in 2019 and kind of had like a short-lived life due to the pandemic. And on this new album, Levine collaborated with Machine Gun Kelly, Black Bear, and Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. The album was preceded by two singles to leading up to the album, which was Bite Me and Love It When You Hate Me, which we've talked about before in the past. Um, and now Avril, at the age of 37, I feel is going back to her, let's call this her skater boy roots and Complicated, which was her debut album of Let Go. So for me, this was like a little bit of a blast from the past for this album. I was like, oh, I remember being in my mother's car listening to this album all the time. And she kind of, I think she liked it, but she also was like, what is this? And this, I think, kind of blossomed me into my like phase of listening to this poppy punk music in like seventh and eighth grade growing up. So what is your feeling on this Avril Lavigne album? Are you liking it? Does it bring you back? Well, I do like the original (laughs) Avril Lavigne stuff. I feel like I'm torn on this for in two different ways. There's always a part of me that's like, well, don't fix what's not broken. So Mm -hmm. do what has made you successful and what works. Um, on, I find that every song sounds the same to me. Like, yeah. I don't know, driving hard drums all the time does – I eventually blurs to me. Yeah. Um, something like iconic like Skater Boy or something like that stands out. But this um, – it all sounds like one big song to me. So part of me is like, okay, good for you. There's also a part of me that's like, oh, like reinvent yourself a little bit. Like do something different. Like you're now yeah. older. You're not that much older, but – I don't know. I always get torn because I always say like, oh, I, I think artists who reinvent themselves and every album's a little different is like really stunning to me yeah, and really fascinating. And so when some people do the same thing all the time, I'm always like, okay, like to me, it's like, great. Like I, sure. You know, like. Yeah. What I find interesting with this is I feel like Avril's kind of always been in this, like she had a really great breakthrough into the pop scene with Complicated. Like, yeah. And Skater Boy. Those were like two massive hits. And then she kind of moved on into her second album, continuing with that sound. And then after that, maybe oh, in the late 2000s, she was more experimenting in that whole like Harajuku pop style, like Gwen Stefani did it too. And now she's kind of going back to this, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I think it's she's like, picking up on the latest trends of. This, like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo maybe lit a little bit of a flame with some of this, like, punky rock 
grungy. But you know what it is? I call it like clean, clean rock. And not in the sense of the, <laughs> the, the imagery or the look or what they're saying, but in terms of the style of the music, it doesn't, it's like pop rock. Yeah. It almost doesn't, like when I listen to Live Rio Rigo, it doesn't sound like messy. Sometimes I think of like old 90s grunge rock and it sounds like a little messy. Like, mm-hmm. was everybody just playing as loud as they could all the time? And now I feel like there's like a little more like, you know, when Olivia Rodrigo like pulls like maybe um t-, you know it gets like oh it's yeah. mysterious and they go and I feel like with Avril it was just like driving 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 the whole time blah, and I'm like oh like what, bring some mystery to it I think this punk pop rock can totally come back if it goes somewhere and adds a little bit more theatricality to it a little bit more of a story to it as opposed to like let me just jam in your face the whole time I'm like that's cool for one or two or three songs not like ten well I, I feel know. like we are hearing this sound a lot right now when we have people like Gail who did like ABCD yeah. and Willow doing like meet me at our spot yeah. and we're having these like poppy punky sounds come back that were you know infectious with us all in the early 2000s you know you had your bubblegum pop and then you had your pop punk right and i feel like what might have been missing from this album because i do feel like it was like driving banger after banger after banger for like 34 minutes however long this album was um she was missing that that emotional cut. She was missing that complicated. Yeah. She was missing that I'm with you. Yeah. And that was something that really people kind of connected with too on her original album. Um, And then you did have the the banging hit like Skater Boy, which was huge. I mean, that song was so big when we were growing up. And this, I don't know if it still has that hit. You know, she worked with... Mark Hopp is a Blink-182, and you feel like that Blink-182 sound is really influenced on this album, you know, when you have, like, all the small things and What's My Age Again, like, those things I feel like I kept hearing over and over again, and I kind of, like, listening to it, I was like, yeah, you're right, it's like, you know, hard pumping bound, yeah. uh, a drum yeah. going over and over and over again. I do have some tracks that I liked. I mean, I really do like the the album title track, Love Sucks. I like Avalanche. I like All I Wanted, which features Mark Hoppus. And I like Break of a Heartache. I think those songs kind of stood out for mm-hmm. me. They were fun. You know, it was the Avril. You know, since the last time I really heard an Avril track that I really loved was like Girlfriend. Okay. You know, hey, hey, you, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we haven't really had that Avril in a long time, so it was really nice to see something like this and coming back. You know, I'm excited to see what happens for her, but at the same time, I'm like, she is getting a little older. Yeah. And how much longer does this sound work for her? Well, it always goes back to the Madonna theory, right? Like, the Madonna could be in her 60s still doing what she was doing in her 20s, and it's like, can you? I don't know. I personally don't. I oh, and I always use this example of Lady Gaga, who can go and do the ballads with Tony Bennett, and then can do the art pop rave, and then can do the movie, and then can go back to a big you, you know, Rain on Me, and then can go back to a Tony Bennett. And I think that is so admirable when cool. people can really do things like that. And to me, it's like you're 35, you're 37, whatever. Okay, when you're 45 or 47, don't think I need another grunge pop rock album from you. You know, yeah, maybe, and also I going know. back to like that whole MySpace days of like tech speak, like your writing sucks, like S U X. Yeah, you know? yeah. so um, you know, it's interesting to see uh, when you you know speaking on someone like Lady Gaga when you hear her and you're like, oh, you find her pop maturing though. It's not like, hey, I want to take a ride on your disco stick. 
10 years later, she's talking about, you know, rain on me, you know, something like that. So interesting to see, you know. We'll see what right. else. What's what's next for Avril after this? Yeah, it was know? cool to see her back on the map, though. A little bit. It's been a while since I've heard that name. So, yeah. yeah, cool. It's fun. Um, now we're gonna go over to the music video discussion. I have two music videos here that I really want to talk about. One, this song is not new, but I'm gonna bring it up here because I recently um, discovered this and was told about this track, and I immediately fell in love. Okay, it's by Chapel Rowan, and it's Pink Pony Club. And just to give you a little background here, Pink Pony Club tells the story of a girl who leaves the small town where she lives to become a stripper in West Hollywood. Rowan has cited a visit to the Abbey in West Hollywood as the inspiration for this song, which has been described as a highly autobiographic, highly autobiographical. Biographical. <laughs> Lord, please. Lord, sorry. I'm going a mile a minute because I'm really excited about this song. Anyway. <laughs> It was produced by Dan Negro, and the music for the video, the music video for the song, was directed by Griffin Stodard. In my opinion, this song is a synthy infectious bop. I don't say that a lot about a lot of songs, but you know me, I love my synths, and this was really fun. And I'm gonna put something out here to you first. What's your opinion? Love the song, hate the video. Next. <laughs> Love the song, hate the video. No, I, I I don't like to say that all the time. I the song I love hearing a song, and then when I see the video, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then sometimes I see the video, I'm like, mm, no, wait, this was not what I was thinking with the song. Like, I don't know why it it, it like forces an imagery to the song. Okay, and so I did not really like the video much, but I like the song if I'm just listening to the song. Okay. So that's how I kind of feel. That's fine. Now we'll discuss into more detail because I was so inspired by this song and then seeing the video, I was even more inspired for that because we've been talking something a little bit like, let's bring theater in here because I really think the lyrics to this song bring theater into pop music, which I love. And then the theater that was brought into this music video was just everything. And we recently watched the movie Showgirls. Right. Yes, we did. For <laughs> okay. the first time. We recently watched the movie Showgirls for the first time. I've seen it before, but I had to show Richie. And the whole time I was like, this is the song that belongs in Showgirls the musical. Girl escaping town, going to Las Vegas. Well, she goes to West Hollywood. But like, and she starts dancing in a strip club. And like, don't you see, like, instead of, like, taking Showgirls and, like, putting a pop score to it or whatever, like, this moment is, like, her moment. And I just see the song being performed in the strip club. And I'm like, this is it. This is perfect. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I Okay, so anyway, I really enjoyed it. I just, like, even from a directing standpoint, like, Bringing the different queer elements in here, like, she had a moment at the Abbey. There's drag queens, there's male on male, there's so many things. And, like, she was just inspired by this. And I love seeing queer themes in pop music. I really do, you know? Yeah. All right. That's that's just me. That's just for me then. Uh, <laughs> he likes it. He clearly likes it. That's I don't mind it. I would listen to it again. I just, I just, the video is just not my thing. I was this, like, okay, I don't really know what's going on here. This so track th is getting a placement on the pop playlist. Okay, you all can Done. Listen. You all can agree with him or me, but we both agree that it's a nice song. So I think it's catchy. It is a nice yeah. song because I'm gonna keep playing for it, play it for him over and over oh again, and God. he's gonna um, be like, oh, oh I like this song now. 
And then we're going to go over to someone else who I haven't really heard from in a while, but it's Miss uh, Florence and the Machine. And she just released a single for King. Mm -hmm. And on the same day, she released a music video for this track. And uh, just to also give the background here, the music video for King was directed by Autumn D. Wilde, and it was choreographed by Ryan Heffington. They have both collaborated with Florence in the past. And this video actually was shot in on location in the Ukraine. Oh, So cool. interesting. Um, the production of this video was handled by anonymous content and radioactive films. So what is your overall thoughts from a directing standpoint, just from an overall theme to this music video and to the song? The song's nice. The video, um, it's just, once again, it's not my thing. I don't really, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I I kind of, once again, like, I like listening to a song and hearing it. And then when I watch a video, I'm like, oh, this was not what was in my brain about the song. I appreciate someone taking a spin on it and yeah. obviously putting a visual to it. I just wasn't, I don't know. I'm very, it takes, I'm very particular about music videos. To me, I really... I, it's weird how I don't like a lot of music videos. Mm. I love movies. I love TV shows. I love Broadway shows. I love so many forms of entertainment. But a lot of times I always just feel like I like a song and a music video forces an imagery onto me where I have to now think of, oh, wait, that's what this song's about? Oh, or what you thought it was about? Okay, cool. Got it. Oh, 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 oh. Instead of just enjoying the song. Mm. So I, it takes a I, – I do like music videos. It just takes a lot for me to really – like one. I just didn't really like either of these. I'm like, oh, I don't, I appreciate the artistry of it. I'm not saying I don't. This is an interesting question for you then. I think of music videos because I actually love them and I love to hate them sometimes because I've always been in that moment with you where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see a music video. And then I see it and I'm like either let down or I'm blown away. But for this, what do you think sometimes an artist tries to portray in a music video, are they trying to portray their lyrics or are they just creating a well, that's new the thing story? When a, some, a singer is just singing their song in a video and there's some cool things happening, maybe there's a little bit of a plot. I like that. That yeah. works. When you have a song and you're like, okay, I wrote this song, but like, let's kind of sort of follow the lyrics because I want to do this. And you want to do something and the song just kind of is there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think that's like, it, it has to come down to the text. Does it make sense? She's singing King and yet there's someone playing a cello flying around upside down. There's people thrashing their bodies. And I'm like, cool. Sure. That's your interpretation of this song. That's cool. I just didn't, I just didn't think it linked up for me. But is it her it, interpretation of what the word king means to her? Sure, like, it's of course. Not so literal, and that's it's great. Like no, sitting I know. as a king. Sure, you know, I know that. It's like the same with Pink Pony Club. Like, do you think it, the the club should have been pink? No, it doesn't. I'm not that literal. <laughs> I don't need to be force fed it. I just um, maybe, and then it's always interesting to me how someone will release an album like, oh my gosh, I, what's the music video to this song? And you'll be like, they didn't release one, or there is none, and I'm like. What? Like, that, yeah. that would be a great music video. So to me, I, I'll never understand the thought process behind choosing what song to make a music video and why. I think that's a whole conversation for another day. But uh, I sometimes don't always agree with the song that gets chosen to make a music video. Yeah. And I sometimes don't agree when they don't make a video for a song that I think could use one. 
Yeah, well, that's the team itself, and yeah, we could totally have a, a conversation. Comes, about a lot of it comes down to budget and time, and well, course. and what you just are deciding to release as a single. You yeah. know, and yeah. when you release a single, you either decide you're going to do a music video or you're not going to yeah, do yeah, a music yeah. video. One music video that never, well, one track that never got a music video, and I I'm still blown away till this day is Carly Rae Jepsen's "Cut to the Feeling." Yeah, never had a music video. Why she could? Do one. <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest pop songs yeah. ever written. Yeah, yeah. but it it just lives as its its own and you get to decide what cut to the feeling means there we go there you go (laughs) anyway music videos i love them we're always going to talk about them cool he's uh yeah we're going to go over to the pop music drop section of the play uh podcast now and uh i'm just going to list the songs we're going to talk about first and then you can kind of give your opinions on them and I have some questions for you. Okay. So first, we have Tyga and Doja Cat's Freaky Deaky. We also have Doja Cat's Celebrity Skin on here. So we have two by her this this podcast. We have Becky Hill and Galantis's Run. We have Kygo's Dancing Feet, which features DNCE, who everyone knows Joe Jonas is in that um, that group. And Tinashe's Naturally and Years and Years Hallucination. So what... From that list were some of your favorite tracks that you got to hear this week. So I love I love Freaky Deaky. I'm not a big fan of Celebrity Skin because it's cover and it sounds exactly like the original. I don't think there's anything new about it. Mm-hmm. To me, when you're going to do a cover, change something. Mm-hmm. Change the key even. I mean, just <laughs> so, or, or maybe she did. I don't, change something. I'm like, you're going to cover the song exactly the same. Why? I, I wasn't a big fan For of that. For that song, do you think it's a good direction that Doja Cat maybe experiments in? No, I like her stuff that you she's like been her doing more. Like yeah, I do like pop she, R&B. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I like Freaky Deaky a lot. Um, the Dancing Feet song with um, Kygo and DNCE, right? Um, yeah. It's so close for me, but it's a no. And you want to know why? Because it sounds like they're trying to do some ABBA Studio 54 thing. And I'm like, something's missing. And I kept listening and listening. I'm like, no, it's not hitting the mark for me. <laughs> it's so close, yeah. but it's not there. It's just not for me. I find that certain songs of that t- that flair of seventies disco, mm-hmm. it's either like yes or it's like mm, no. Yeah. I can even think back to Donna Summer and Diana Ross songs that are like that, like oh yes or like mm, this is close to me. I don't know if, because I think I think it boils down to like you're usually dancing in a club to it. Mm-hmm. So if it's hitting that mark, great. If it's like mm, you're like next, you know. So this is close. It's close, but it's not hundred percent for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Becky Hill and Galantis Run. Loved it. Yeah. Loved Run. I think that's a great song. And Tinashe's Naturally. Love it. Also and then love it. Years and Years Hallucination. Those were the. Uh, yes, love that. Okay. Also love that. All of those I really, really liked. And all and what's interesting here is like every artist kind of in this list right here, they've kind of had hits in this pop space before. Um, do you think these tracks they have great potential to thrive on these songs or they're kind of just like, eh, it was cool that they released them. Probably not going to do much. Um, like the latter. I think it's cool that they released them. I don't know. Just nothing that stands out. I think it's cool when you change your style and your flair and that's cool, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. What are some of the sounds, I guess, that you are liking in here, though? Are you liking... I like a bi- I like a journey of a song. I like a build. I like a soft start. I like getting somewhere. I love a chorus landing and feeling the beat of that. And I love a song coming off of that and ending. I, I just love the arc of a song. Yeah. I've always loved that with theater. I've always loved that with pop music. When a song starts and ends the same way and just sits 
the same the whole time. I'm like, mm, this is not doing what I think a song could be doing. I think a song, I always think a song should have a journey to it. Yeah. And what's cool right now is like in this space alone, there's a lot of features going on here. There's a lot of dance pop going on here. And there's also a lot of disco influence going on here. Are we finding that these sounds are maybe getting a little tired or this is the direction that we're moving in? I think, I think we're definitely moving into getting some throwbacks to nineties grunge rock yeah. throwbacks to 80s pop music throwback certainly to 70s there is something about and Dua Lipa is doing a lot of this right now there is something about this 70s Studio 54 dance your feet off kind of a thing especially since we're coming out of this pandemic quarantine time where people are going back to clubs and dance halls and dancing and things like that Mm -hmm. that I think there's an opportunity to yeah bring back that beat yeah um the energy Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's no room for a slow song anywhere because there certainly is, but I think sadness and slow songs were kind of around, and I think we need to, those will come back. But I think we need that energy now. Yeah, well, you haven't really had that power ballad. Maybe Adele. Adele, yeah. Well, she'll always kind of do that, you know. Which, um, by the way, speaking of Dua Lipa, we're seeing her tonight. Yes, we're going to Dua Lipa. Everyone, tonight. we're seeing Dua Lipa yeah, tonight. So, maybe, yeah. maybe we're going to have to talk about her on the next the pop next podcast because we are very excited to see her concert review. And if you all wonder if we disagree on pop, like. A lot of time we do, but we actually are totally on the same page about Dua Lipa. Like we love everything she does. <laughs> we love all of her songs. We are huge fans here. We're just not on the same page about what our favorite song is true, from true. that album. Because I think, I think uh, <laughs> Let's Get Physical, Levitating, or Bangers. And I love Boys Will Be Boys, and that's probably an unpopular opinion. Yeah, but, <laughs> but she's got great music. Also, I was going to say another one of the songs on this um pop list that you're putting in the playlist here fake it oh yeah that's moving into our next section that song oh my gosh he sounds just like bruno mars i swore it was a bruno mars song (laughs) he sounds really great it's a great song i really like that that Uh, was a yes for me great uh in this section moving over here now is i want to these are all artists that i would love to watch and see what's going on with them in the year coming up so as richie said torn wells fake it um which also influences uh has some samples of michael jackson's thriller yeah totally love um he has that whole bruno mars sound it's great um becca's don't call me a friend yeah um mimi webb's house on fire oliver tree's swing and a miss and bakar's free um, these artists I found just searching around here on the, the playlist and I found them and I was like, wow, these are really great. So I, I definitely think these are some artists to watch here in this space for you. Do you feel like these new artists are bringing any new sound to the pop industry or do you think pop music really needs a new influence in the sound of tracks that they're getting put out? I think there's different sounds. I think the song free yeah. It's not a, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's a different kind of a sound. I wasn't a big fan of Swing and Miss, but I think it, you know, country is always going to have a place in in music, of mm-hmm. course. And so I'm not a huge country music fan, but okay. It, pop shouldn't be the same sound all the time. Pop means popular music, right? So what is popular? Different styles mm-hmm. totally. Um, well, especially with a track like that, that is a, it is definitely country, but it has a whole pop influence to it. And mm-hmm. there's a comedic influence as well, which it, that's why I selected it. It was getting some buzz on TikTok as well. So I was like, oh, swing on a miss. I, I find it to be a bit catchy. It's okay. <laughs> Probably not a huge fan of it, but it's all right. Um, and same thing with free. It's okay. Fake it. Really liked that. Um, House on fire. Love that. Yeah. 
That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really simple like pop song. But I think the person that really stood out for me here was Becca's "Don't Call Me a Friend." Yeah, I love that, and love the song, and love the message and the lyric, and fun, and yeah, love yeah. that. Love I, that. Love I definitely that. want to see more from her, and the music video was even fun for it. I, I did watch it just to, to get an idea of who she is, and it was just a lyric video uh, that she is singing along to. So it was it was super fun there. Um, but yeah, and just to to see. Do you – I don't know if you answered this before, but do you think that – what would you like to see as a new influence in pop music? I would love to see more of the 70s disco stuff because yeah. I think that that was really cool stuff. Um, that, was a, that was a portion of American music history that was mm-hmm. wildly – thrilling i think when these people like i think bruno mars goes back to that 70s sound i think dua lipa goes back to that 70s sound i also will say and this may be an unpopular opinion but if you use adele's easy on me as an example i think there is something absolutely glorious about a pop song with a singer and a piano yeah and no bells and whistles Mm -hmm. celine dion certainly did that in her day mariah carey certainly did that in her day Whitney houston certainly did that in her day i'm thinking of a lot of females um I don't know why that can't work a little bit more. Why couldn't Olivia Rodrigo, even Avril Lavigne, some of these people, even Doja Cat, just sit with a mic and a piano and sing something? It doesn't even have to be something slow and lovey and ballad. But like when Adele releases that, like Easy on Me, I love. I love that. And I don't think it needed all the time. But once in a while, throw in just a piano and a mic. Because guess what? When people want to cover that and perform that in their schools, in their churches, in their uh, local bars, in their... That's just that allows a local a singer to sing. Oh well, I can't sing this pop song out because it's so many techno elements and rock, and I, I can't sing that somewhere. But I can do an acoustic version of it, so, or even like an acoustic guitar. I don't know. I, I think, think there's something one about artist that, that you probably do get that with is like someone like Lady Gaga. Sure, she loves bringing the piano, like Million Reasons. Yeah, totally. I think there's something. I think when artists can throw something in there like that, yeah. we heard it with the Billy Joel and John days. I don't think there's anything wrong with someone doing that once in a while. It doesn't always have to be like in your face mm-hmm. all the time. So maybe we'll see a little more of that. We did see it with Adele recently. But. Yeah. And do you see any of these kind of pop sounds trending into the theater world at all? Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, because theater is becoming, well, I feel like theater is doing a lot of folk stuff right now, but theater is also doing like that six score that mm. in your face driving rock but also a little disco-y i don't know why i keep going back to disco we haven't really had a big disco moment in theater recently just the summer donna summer musical which was all donna summer musical. but i mean like, like, like original yeah original yeah you know yeah when was the last time something like that happened you saw like disaster on broadway which had all covers of 70s covers. disco so and even mama mia doesn't count because that's it's all like covers in a way yeah covers, so, so original i know okay everyone listen original, original Broadway musical with a disco sound. Original Call it disco. Studio 54, the musical. Uh, oh, that would have to be a, a very Could interesting Could it that be an interesting? Oh. Well, there's a documentary. Anything we say on this podcast, if we said it first, we said it first. Yeah, okay? right. It's documented. <laughs> it's documented. Don't steal it. No, especially it? Uh, Pink Pony Club in oh Showgirls the Musical. Lord, please save me. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Oh, well. Oh. Oh, there's the bell. There it is. It's done. Um, We're going to get here to our little roundup here where we do my last little bit here on Does Richie Add It? Does he add it? Go. Ready. Um, ready. Here are my five songs. First, Taiga and Doja Cat's Freaky Deaky. Yes, adding. 
Becky Hill and Galantis run. Yes, love it. Becca's Don't Call Me a Friend. Yes, also love it. Tornwell's Fake It. Um, looking like, yes, yes, yes. Yep. Okay, and lastly, Oliver Tree's Swing and a Miss. Nope. <laughs> not adding it. Sorry. It's like I can always tell when he's not going to add no, a song, so I, I just throw it on here There's at the end. one country singer for me, and it's Miss Dolly. Sorry. If That's it's not it. a Dolly Parton song. Just Dolly. Just Dolly. And a little Reba. A little bit of Faith Hill. A little bit of Carrie Underwood. But it's always Dolly. Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. Well, I always think of her as more pop. But I get it. She's country, too. Just that album was so pop. So pop country females. Yes. That's but it. like Dolly. Okay. Any doll Hard Candy Christmas, <laughs> which I listen to <laughs> all the time at Christmas time. Nine to five. Jolene. Yeah, that's my girl, Dolly. Out of control. Dolly, Dolly. Anyway. <laughs> Out of control. We'll do a whole, I would do a whole Battle of the Divas with Dolly. Oh. That'd be interesting. We could do an episode. Y'all, do y'all want to bring us... Do you want us a Dolly Parton episode? Back to Battle of the Divas? Because we haven't done that We haven't in done that in a while. while. It, was, it was Barbara and Kelly. Barbara and Kelly. So it That's could be, it. We've it only be, done it once. It could be another country person. It could be Dolly and you could choose someone. Mm. We'll see. We'll think about it. We have ideas. Well, then obviously I would pick Taylor Swift. Oh, Dolly and Taylor. <sighs> Ooh, through it. Oh, okay. we're doing it. Okay. Like 100%. Okay. Fine. Done. Special Battle of the Divas coming. Comment Dolly, and Taylor like, Swift. if you want that, please comment on the TikTok, the Instagram, the <laughs> Facebook, the Twitter, the whatever. Comment, comment. Fun. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Leave us a review, only if it's five stars, <laughs> and tell us what you like today and what you want to hear in the future. We also want you to go join in our conversation and engage with us on our social media accounts. Head over to TikTok or Instagram at Half Hour Podcast and comment on the latest post. We would love to hear from you. But until then, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. Signing off. Ta-da. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.